I know we've talked about these things, but these things are really things that we need to think about. What was your first memory about money? You know, I know a lot of people are like, I don't have any memories about money because it was taboo to talk about money in my household. But yet the entire household is always fighting for money. Mm-hmm. That perspective is so amazing because I've actually been dealing with just different types of people, the resistance that they have and the ones that don't have the resistance, their money works for them beautifully. It flows. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's not because of this circumstance. It's that that resistance that is affecting everything else. It's been an incredible journey and just experience just seeing it like live. Welcome, girls, to the Get Up Girl podcast, where we are making you live your fullest and fun life. My name is Joanna Vargas, and every week I will pour into you with my stories, tools, and fun radical candor. I believe that when you ask better questions, up-level your habits, and get freaking real, you will have a happier life. If you're looking for more fun, more magic, and more joy, you're my girl. This one's for you. Are you ready? Let's create your dream life. You flip, girl. You flip. <laughs> okay, back I'm ready. To the Get Up Girl podcast. So, uh, Pinky, you Pinky's ready now. You ready? You ready? <laughs> She's got pink lipstick on. Yeah, and she's Pinky, Sofia, Magania times 10 more names, but we'll leave it at that. And we were just chatting if she wants to go with, she wants to market herself and brand herself as Pinky Sophia or Sophia Pinky. So DM her on Instagram. Let her know what you think. Ooh, you like what rolls off the tongue nicely and it flows. Let me know. I told her I voted for Pinky Sophia, but shout out to Pinky. She has been on the show many, many times. Welcome back. Are you ready to talk about money today? Heck yeah, I'm ready. Thank you for having me again, again. You're so very welcome. Thank you for taking the time and really creating the tools, creating the awareness, especially for females to learn more about money, to explore and create new possibilities for their future, for their children, for our legacy. And I have been studying money with you in the past two weeks already thus far and learning so much. And I am now, you know, when you get pinky into something, you like chomp your, your uh, teeth into something new. I don't know. You start a new little hobby. Well, money has been mine, but I got to tell you, pinky money has been something that I've been marinating in for many, many years. And it's taken me a while, you know, and this is not a marathon. Excuse me. I take that back. This is not a sprint. This is a marathon when it comes to money. So I do want to talk about that, how we, I think we're brainwashed to want money quickly. We're really good at making it quickly, but the marathon part, and it's very similar to fitness. Like we want 30 days and we want to look like JLo overnight, right? And it's like, this is the compound interest of our body, of our interest of our money, interest of our mindset. So what are your thoughts on that, especially when you're working with your clients and they're like, they want the money now? One of my favorite quotes is because I do have clients who are like, I want something fast. (laughs) And there's Jeff Bezos, the CEO of Amazon, asked Warren Buffett, 
which is one of the wealthiest men in the entire globe, he asked him, how come people don't use your strategies if they're so simple? He says, because nobody wants to get rich slow. Wait, Pinky. OMG, if you could see, I have goosebumps right now. I was just listening to a podcast five minutes ago, and it was a money podcast, and they just said that quote. Okay, <laughs> I hear you. I got you, God. I'm listening. And it's true. Like, I'm like, I don't want it slow. Even though cognitively pinky, I'm like, no, I'm ready to slow down. I'm not really. I still want it fast. We want, we want, yeah, we want it fast, and we want an instant and it's like, how come it doesn't work this way? But but if you really put it in perspective of what your money's doing now, if you really want money fast, you're actually losing money just keeping your money in the bank. You are like the $500 that I put in this year, next year is not going to be $500. It's going to be less than $500 because inflation keeps every at average of 3% every year that inflation grows. And you're getting 0.01% at the bank. Yep. So you're literally, you're losing money. And you're what are the banks doing with their with your money? Making money on they, that. Yeah, they're making money on that. And where are they putting it? And they're putting it in areas that we would have never thought of. That's, you know, that's their financial strength. A lot of their money is in insurance. And it's not because they want to benefit from somebody's life. It's because... Uh, there's a lot of benefits in different types of accounts. We think we just grow up thinking you go to a local bank. That's where you put your money. Yeah. You might as well put it under your mattress. It's that's in cartoons. It's in picture books for kids. You know, you would see the little bank and then you'd walk to the bank and then the big vaults. Like those are the cartoons I remember as a young kid. So you're taught, put your money in a bank. Yeah. And you never, and, and what are the wealthy people doing? And especially big companies like banks and even corporations, watch where Walmart puts their money in. And all of this, this information, there's a book called Money Master the Game by Tony Robbins. It's a blueprint of everything that we talk about. And he talks about what the corporations are doing with their money and what the banks are doing with the money and how come we don't know these things. So we're never, we're never going to create wealth out, out of our income. We have to make each of our dollars work for us. And how do like we a soldier. put it to work? Pinky, I had this huge aha this last week. Three things that I'm like working on. And one of them is my body. You know, like my, my relationship with my body and my best friends with my body. Okay, mm -hmm. so I, that has been the last two years, hun, of like, am I best friends with her or my enemies? Okay, that's one. The triad and similar to the stool, when you have a stool and you have the three triad, you know, legs to hold up the stool. The second one is like inanimate objects, like entities of things, like my relationship with my house, my relationship with the environment that I live in, my relationship with my business, like things of that nature. Right. Because I've been also enemies with it. It's like, come on, business. And I'm yelling at my business and I hate it. And I'm like, everything's like very uphill. But Pinky, here's the third thing, hun. I had a big aha that the third one is money. The third one is money. And what I realized that I have been enemies with money, but thinking I was best friends with money. So when I say enemies, it's like 
I don't, I don't talk to the money. I don't have this relationship with it. I, I give it out. And then I'm like angry because I'm giving it out. I'm not, I'm feeling like I want something back. So with that, those three things, first thing is body. Second thing is like relationship with things, with my business, with life. And the third thing is money. So my new question is how can I be best friends with all three? Like literally all three, they are my homies. Like if I went out and I was having wine, I'm having drinks with my best girls and those three things are there. So now with this aha, I have been talking to money and I've talked to many, many of my girlfriends and they do say, hey, money are soldiers. When I send out my soldiers, I talk to it like, hey, you got my back because I realized that I didn't have money's back. So money didn't have my back and pinky. I'm going to say this one more thing, and then I want to hear what you think. I was listening to this book, and it's about money, the lies of money. And she was stating, let's say if you were dating money, money is your husband, okay? Let's say money's your husband, right? Now, girl, this is good, Pinky. You could take this one, girl, and talk, tell this to your clients. And let's say that you go to couples counseling with your husband, with money. Now, you're sitting on the couch, and money is sitting next to you. And the couple's counselor is right there. And the couple's counselor looks at the money and says, okay, tell me what Joanne is doing to you and how this relationship is not working. What would money say about you and the relationship? <laughs> money might say, she ignores me. Money may say, you know what? I'm here to help her, but she doesn't want my help. The money might say, I love her so much, but she ignores me. She she thinks I'm dirty, like, et cetera. Keep going. So Ooh. would money say, would Pinky, would money say, oh my gosh, she just loves me so much. Our relationship, we get stronger and stronger every day. We create every day. And I had this aha, Pinky. Like if I went to couples counseling, that money would just say all the bad things of how I treat wow. the money. What do you think about that? That is so, I love that perspective. Money mindset is so huge, even and now it's incredible, the power that we have with our mind and watching even different perspectives with different types of people or even different types of clients that hold on to money, that okay. resist that money. Um, they want money, but I've seen it with my own eyes. I can tell you stories, but they're private stories, but the client, it's like they repel money. And they want money. And I'm like, but you're repelling, you're telling to go away and you're hating it. And you're, and I see the difference between the people that are like, yes, abundance, bring it on. And their money's work for them. There's people that, you know, have that resistance. They want their money to work, but they resist it. We've, there's been problems and issues that we've been having, even moving things around or moving money around. I'm like, why is there, why is there like a yeah, like a wall, yeah. you're hitting the wall, an energetic wall. And it's, it's incredible. And this, I just realized, and I've always realized the mindset of, of money, but just maybe this past month, just different experiences with different types of people. The ones that are like, yes, abundance. I want it. And the other ones are like, yes, yes, I want money, but I want to keep all of it. And I'm like, if you keep like, so it's so true now that I'm thinking and putting that perspective, like, what if that was your wife or your husband, you're not treating it. You guys look like you're on a verge of a divorce. 
Um, there's a reason he's not giving you the love because you keep repelling it. We are incredibly powerful on our mindset with money. The money's the root of all evil. Um, money doesn't grow on trees. And we, I know we've talked about these things, but these things are really things that we need to think about. What was your first memory about money? You know, I know a lot of people are like, I don't have any memories about money because it was taboo to talk about money in my household. But yet the entire household is always fighting for money. Mm-hmm. So I, that perspective is so amazing because I've actually been dealing with just different types of people, the resistance that they have and the ones that don't have the resistance, their money works for them beautifully. It flows. And I'm like, oh my God, it's not because of this circumstance. Mm-hmm. It's that that resistance that is affecting everything else. It's been an incredible journey and just experience just seeing it like live. Yeah, Pinky, I've heard this before in one of my favorite money books is you don't have a money problem. You have a receiving problem. And when I heard that, I didn't get it. I'm like, what do you mean receiving? Like, what does that mean? I went on this journey of like, what is receiving? And I started with just like allowing somebody to help me carry a box. You know, can I receive help, physical help? And then the next, can I receive somebody calling me like a horrible name? And it doesn't mean that I lie down and take it, but can I fully receive it? Or am I fighting and resisting everything in my life? And I really got that, like, my whole past was just everything was like dukes up. Let me fight everything. Let, re- let me repel everything. And so, Pinky, I never had a problem making money. That's easy. Right. In my world, in my universe, making it is like, e- that's the easy part. It was the keeping it because I couldn't receive it. So I'm like, once I had it, I had to spend it. Once I got love, I had to get rid of it. It, You know, I was really learning about love, learning about money, learning about receiving. Same thing with the body. Can we receive like everything the body has to offer us or we repelling and we want everything quickly? I really see, Pinky, that it's all intertwined. The mindset, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. And it's like all together. And Pinky, have you noticed, because I know you have a lot of mentors in money, mm-hmm. in your opinion, in your point of view, and this is what I've noticed, people that generally have more money, also their bodies are in better shape physically. I've noticed that. And it's, I think it's, and other things like their environments are cleaner and et cetera. Like I said, it's that stool. And I think they all come together. I don't, I've never met many people that are like maybe a sloth but have a lot of money. So I wonder if it's because they can receive all of it. What, what is your point of view on that? So I, and it's true. And who did I see today that they said the people with money search for education and the poor mindset search for entertainment. Ooh. Can you say that one more time, Pinky? Let's say that again. People with money, successful people, they search for education. They go. F- they search for education, and the poor mindset people, they search for entertainment. Wow. Okay. So, like the quick fix, like the entertainment is the quick fix. I kind of feel it that way. Let's spend right? our money. Let's go to sports games. Let's go to the movies every Friday night, as opposed to every Friday night, you and I might read a book, or we're going to go to a seminar, and we're on, like we're on. Walking. And so for me, this difference is between the wealthy and not wealthy is they read their book readers. Okay. 
They read yep. books. That's one of the biggest differences is they read books. So it is they're just hunting for that education over and over again uh, to expand while other people are like, oh, I have, you know, birthday party to go to or nah, I'm just going to go to the movies or I'm going to go to the sports game as opposed to like, hey, let's go to a seven day event for Tony Robbins, which people think are you're insane. Yeah. But I, I've noticed that difference and they are healthier. They are in better shape. They flow. They just move different. And it's not that they're better than us. It's just that they've invested and they've looked for education. And in return, they just keep growing. And there's not that resistance. There's that abundance, that flow. They just like to give uh, them. And of course, there's, you know, there's people in every there's general people where you got the greedy people and you got that's everywhere in anything. You don't have to be poor or rich to be greedy or a bad person. But a lot of people that I surround myself with, that's what I see. They're really giving. They're really okay. generous. They're yeah. humble. Um, and I rarely, one of my mentors, Hannah Hornstein, she doesn't watch TV at all. Hmm. Not one. She's just like, no, I don't watch TV, but she's always investing herself, spending thousands of dollars and investing, going to seminars. And people think, what are they drinking? What kind of Kool-Aid are they drinking? But that's the answer. I always tell people personal development is the answer. That's just my opinion. Mm -hmm. I'm like, if you want to get better, if you want to make more money, if you want to be happier, if you it's it's personal development. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you a story with going back and forth with that resistance um, my mom and my godmother, they were joking around with each other. And my mom was giving my godmother money for gas and it was a hundred dollar bill. And they were in the car and then she threw it at her. My godmother threw it back at her and she's like, no, I don't want it. Boom. They're throwing it back and forth. So my godmother wasn't able to receive. My mom wasn't able to receive back the, the, my son ended up with the hundred dollar bill. He can receive I'm like, it. I'm going to keep it. A week later, my mom's like, hey, that $100. I'm like, mom, you 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 literally lost it already. You guys were throwing that money away. And I was teaching her to respect the money. You're, you're rejecting it. You're repelling it. You're throwing money around. And I made her think like, huh, okay, like that makes sense. Like you guys are repelling it. You're not able to receive. Ooh, Pinky, that reminds me of this story. I went to T. Harvecker, you know, author of. Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. This was about 10 years ago. Everybody shout out to that book. That is a staple book. Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. It's an easy read. It's a short book by mm -hmm. T.R. Becker. And he had this three-day seminar called uh, oh, Millionaire Mind Intensive. And I went to it. And there's this one exercise in it. I don't want to give it away in case anybody goes. But they tell you, Pinky, to bring a $100 bill. Like on day two. Everybody bring a $100 bill. They tell you before, they tell you then, okay? Now, when I went, I didn't bring the $100 bill. So that alone was the like a lesson. Like, okay, everybody, raise your hand, put your $100 bill up. Maybe 50% actually brought it, okay? So then the second thing was like, okay, why didn't you bring the $100 bill? And mine, I had so many points of views of, well, that's a lot of money. I didn't want to bring it. I didn't have to go to the ATM. Every excuse and every reason. Then we did this little exercise, Pinky, where we all got in a line and we were going to burn our $100 bills. So there's already a thousand people in there and people start doing the math. A thousand people times $100. Oh my gosh, we're going to burn this money, right? So they kind of put the, the lights down low. They 
do this little ceremony, right? And then you get in line and you see people look like, oh my God, we're really going to do this. Right? <laughs> like, I'm going to burn my money. But then me, Pinky, I started grabbing like 20s and I was just going to burn like I had like $23, right? Okay, because I wanted to play along. And then the facilitator says, stop. Why the hell would you burn your money? This is how you're going to treat it. And there were some people who were like, I'm not going to burn it. Hell no. Uh-uh. Like, this is my, I love my money. No way. And some, I, Joanna was like, okay, I'll burn it. <laughs> exactly, Pinky, what I'm doing in my life. Like your mom, giving it away. I couldn't receive it. I'm going to burn it. I'm going to burn it because I burn it every day. I earn money and burn it. Pinky, it was such like a, what are you doing, girl? Plus, you're a sheep because everybody else was going to do it. You're going to do it too. You're a sheep. So that was really good. Everybody, please read that book. Pinky, let's talk about being your own bank because I'm really interested in this. And first question, your mentors, do they have any money in the bank besides maybe like they're checking to go to, you know, just to pay gas or anything, but do they have any money in the bank that you know of? Not like the super wealthy people. And I always think and one day I thought, I'm like, wait, I've never seen a wealthy person walk into a bank. Ever. Um, I've never seen a wealthy person walk into a bank. Wow. So no, they have, they, wow. they're making all their money work. I mean, the only thing that you should keep in the bank is maybe your savings, which is three to six months. But once you have your three to six months there, because you need something quick as an emergency, keep that, don't keep piling it on. Keep six <gasps> months, even okay. a year. That was so good. I got goosebumps again. Cause again, I'm learning three to six months, just in case you need the money for, I don't know, your washing machine goes out, you need some money, you need to pay for rent, three to six months. Now, if it goes over that pinky, then you're saying to put it in somewhere else, right? Okay, yep. now let's talk about the three places where we should park our money. Because I learned this on your class and I just was like, this is so freaking simple. Why didn't I learn this in kindergarten? It was like that. Three places where you park your money. So one, you got to figure out what's, people don't pay attention to the rate of return. What rate of return are you getting? Okay. Two, okay. putting it where you pay little taxes or no taxes at all. Okay. Because you, we can grow a million dollars, but if Uncle Sam comes knocking on my door, it's like you owe me 40, 50%, then <laughs> my hard-earned money, I don't think so. And that's when you hear when people say, oh, the rich don't pay taxes. Yeah, it's true. And they're doing it legally and we can do that too. And then the third thing is putting your money where it's working for you and you're not gambling it. You're not risking it. But it's growing at the same time. So we have a, a, a tic-tac-toe. There's certain places where people want a lot of growth. So it's like, okay, investment products. And then they're like, but I want the protection. Okay, if you want the protection, then you're going to put it in, in a fixed account. But then you don't have the growth. You want all of them. So that's mm -hmm. when you start indexing your money and putting it in an indexed account. Where you can make you you pretty much become your own bank, and there's different strategies. And like you said, this is a marathon. Uh, learning about financial literacy and all these strategies, it takes work and it takes time and repetition because it's like a whole different language. But what we want to do is like I want to, you know, our company we simplify it. 
we simplify it and make it easy and not scary. And when people hear the word budget, they're like, oh, you're going to tell me to budget. No, now thinking of budget in a different way, think of budget, just tell your money where to go. Mm, I'm not your telling soldiers. you not to drink that latte. Just tell them where to go. This yeah. dollar goes here. This dollar goes there. And that's what the, the people do that they don't. It's rare that I see anybody that really have, you know, like I said, they have their checking or savings for quick things, um, you know, but they have different types of accounts where they also have their cards or where you can even separate something basic and simple is like a Venmo card. I'm like, now I have my Venmo card. That's where I spent to use my coffee or anything yeah. like that. So I'm split. I'm just telling my money where to go and where to build it. And you need three buckets. You need your short-term bucket. That's your emergency funds where it's quick. You get a flat tire. You can pull from there. Then there's your midterm bucket. This is protecting your income. People don't realize, wait, I can protect my income. Yeah, protect your income. This is where insurance comes in because God forbid you get COVID. You can't work for six months. Who's going to pay the bills? You can be the best, best bill payer in the world. The cable company is not going to say, oh, you need you need your mortgage paid. No. And then long term bucket. That's your retirement bucket. And like you said, we think of quick gratification. Mm -hmm. Like me, I'm like, I want to look like JLo like right now. Yeah. You know, I don't want to wait five years to get it done. But Pinky, five years are going to pass anyway. You mm -hmm. might as well compound that so you can get looking like JLo. Same with our, you know, same with our money, but just having different separate buckets as well as taking care of our debt. But really, the rate of return is really important. What rate of return are you getting? We're getting at the banks 0.01% to keep our money in the bank. What are they making? The average credit card is about 17.98%. Yep. So if you take the rule of 72, 72 divided by one is 72 years, but the bank 72 divided by 18%. I'm not a mathematician, but that's probably like their, their money is growing every two, three, four years mm -hmm. while ours is growing every 72 years. Yep. That's, that's robbery. There's that quote that I had read to you. Um, who was it? Was it Henry Ford? He said, if they knew, if people knew how, the money worked or how banks worked, there would be a revolution. People don't know these things. They're not educated on it. And it's just really, and but we're scared too. We're scared to reach out to a financial advisor or a money yeah. coach and talk about this. And for me, that's why I make it easy. I'm not going to tell you to stop drinking your lattes. I'm just going to educate you and teach you basic principles and concepts where you can start just automating it. And you are so good at that, Pinky. You really have that ability to create that energy, to create those tools that you're like, oh, I can I can learn this. Yeah, you're yeah. so right. Because in my 20s, I tried. I got it a life insurance. I didn't understand it. Then I cashed it out because like, I didn't trust the guys, et cetera. And it's like, oh, okay, all good. I'm not wrong for it. I learned a lot. And now what can I create? But going back to those three things, uh, of where we park our money is like the first one, we can either do stock market, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. The second one is the bank. Mm -hmm. What's the third one that I learned that I was like, oh my gosh, the IUL insurance. Mm -hmm. Like I would have never in a gazillion years, if you could say, Joanna, what's the answer? I would have never, ever, ever come up with insurance. Where do you put your money in insurance? No insurance is just so in case you get in an accident, you know, 
the word insurance, I think needs to just change the definition. You know, it's the word insurance, but it, I feel like slimy when the word insurance comes up. Like I love sales. That doesn't scare me. But there's something about insurance that I'm like, uh, here comes the whatever person from that insurance. And they're just going to try to put their card in my face at some networking event. And it's yeah. given me that real ugly feeling and which you don't have, but now I'm going, wow. Let's say it one more time, stock markets, banks, or insurance. And what do most of us put our money in? Banks. And you're getting 0.01. Like, again, we're going to do repetition. Pinky and I are going to say it over and over again so you get it. And how much is the credit card? 17%. The rule of 72, Albert Einstein. I mean, just again and again. And that's why, Pinky, I want to keep having you on the show. I want to keep talking about money. Let's get it out there. I, I, and and you're so right about that term, like insurance. People get that that ugly feeling, and that's why I'm like Tony Robbins on Money Master the Game. He he interviewed fifty of the wealthiest people on earth, and then if you read off of those in the World Guinness Book of Records, in his book, he's talking about a a billionaire that buys two hundred and one million dollar insurance policy. And people are like, why would you need a $201 million insurance policy? Won't your kids be okay once you pass? You're a billionaire. And they're like, what are we missing here? It's like, that's how they don't pay taxes. Tax-free money. <laughs> I want to learn that. Take notes. And then guess what? Wells Fargo has, a, at Walmart, they have about 18.5 billion, not million, billion of cash of assets and insurance policies. Pinky, I wonder if your mentors or if you know, do you know if like famous people, let's say Jay-Z, Beyonce, people of that nature, Oprah, are you familiar or do you know, are do they purchase a lot of insurance? I wonder, like, I'm very curious. So Jay-Z, I don't know if you know Jay-Z and a couple of other people, they just started their own insurance firm. No, really? Good for him. Um, who else amazing. just started another one? There's a couple of athletes. Um, yeah. wow. There's, I mean, one of our business partners is an NFL Hall of Famer. He's super successful. He has over 30 businesses. And during the pandemic, he's like, you should see which one survived, which, which one survived and what assets survived. And so he's in this business now starting with us. Jay-Z, there's a couple of other big people. There is a couple of other big people in our company that we can't say who they are. Um, but this is this is what this is what we're doing. And I remember Oprah, you mentioned Oprah. I remember somebody asking Oprah, when's the last time you went to the bank? She's like, Ooh, it's been years. <laughs> and that's when I'm like, she don't go, she doesn't have her money. Yeah. And even if she wasn't Oprah, because she's a billionaire, is she a billionaire? Anyway, yeah, that she's not going to go to the bank. Yeah, we go to the bank and we're moving around money. And I I feel lied to. I feel like, oh, and like you said, they will create a revolution. Whoever said that, we got to look up that quote. Yeah. I have one friend that she was working for, before she came to work with us, she was working at a bank. And she was always really dedicating her time to this one person that had, he had like a million dollars in his savings account or something crazy. And she kept working and dedicating his time with, to him. And her manager was like, stop wasting your time with him. She's like, 
and she, my friend's confused. She's like, but that's our biggest client. She's like, no, he's not. Oh, the are the ones that have all the credit cards. The pawns. Pinky. Dang, that was good. It's the it, little roaches. And do we want to be a roach anymore? No. No. It's like, no, have a voice. That's my thing for this year. 2021 is Joanna, your voice. Uh-uh, that's not okay with me anymore. How do I, I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn. Because the way we change the world, Pinky, is with money. We do it with energy and money's energy. And that's how we change the world. You know what I mean? Like, let's say, uh, for example, they spill oil all in the Pacific Ocean. It makes you and I really mad. Well, you know what, Pinky? If we were both billionaires, we could do something about it. And are we willing to be billionaires? And I'm like, Joanna, I'm not right now. That really scares me. And am I willing to learn? I'm willing to learn, Pinky. And I'm willing to feel really kind of uncomfortable and like, let's do this because I want to be best friends with money. I really do. I was playing the other day with my with my guy. He, I think he's listening. And I put like money in, in here. And I was like, <laughs> yes, put it all over me, right? And people go, oh, it's dirty. Money's my best friend. You know what I mean? Like my hands are probably dirtier than the money. So I'm like, it's all good. I'm going to wash my hands. Like, you know what I'm saying? Having fun that way. Going... Because I, I, I'd before I'd be like, oh, the money, whatever. My, what would I do with my best friend? Well, Pinky, I'm gonna hug you. I'm gonna take care of you. I want to buy you some food. I want to make sure that you're fed. That's how I'm gonna take care of my best friend. And that's how we change the world, Pinky. And I love that you say that because people, I'll hear people like, I just want to make enough money to pay my bills. And I, I realized I don't know. It might have been on the Millionaire Mindset book. Mm. And he said, he's like, that's a little bit selfish that you just want to make enough money to pay your bills. And I'm like, and I'm like, that's so true because with money, I can open up an orphanage with money. If I get a phone call that my mom needs some kind of crazy surgery, I can pay for it. Yep. And we had a mentor talk about that. He said he started, he was a plumber. And he's very successful now. And he was talking about, it's not about the money. He's like, yeah, I have the cars. I have the houses. I have all of that. He's like, but I got a phone call from my uh, father that he needed heart surgery. It was $100,000 for that heart surgery. And he didn't flinch. He was like, here, dad. And his dad was like, this is too here. That's and he, how reminded the world. Us, he reminded us, he's like, it's not if you're going to get that phone call, when you get that phone call. And I see so many GoFundMe pages trying to save people. And I'm like, no, I want to be able to have the tool of money to save yeah. somebody's life. Then in turn, it's going to bring me happiness. So maybe money does buy happiness. The tool of money. That's how we change the world. That's how we shift possibilities on this planet. Pinky, so good. Okay, we got a question. All right. Tricky P asks, if you only had $100 a month to play with, what would you recommend you invested in? insurance yeah. i would start and and we and i would have to look at your pretty much everybody's different it's not a one size fits all do you have debt because if you're telling me you have a hundred dollars is it just a hundred dollars are you clear from debt do you already have three to six months saved up um do you already have income protection so all those things mm -hmm. but if you have a hundred dollars and you're like yeah i got my debt taken care of all of that then let's go to your money if you can just start with a hundred dollars and then let's figure out how to make more money 
how to increase, have different streams of income for yourself so you can keep investing and keep putting that money away for yourself. And at $100, you're putting that that away for yourself. That's when you're loving your future self. And that's why I have a movement called Loving Future Me. Because we want to love our future selves. That's you paying your your $80, 80-year-old self that $100 each month. And then making that work with the rate of return, the highest rate of return that you can. So that $100 starts building little soldiers for you while you're sleeping. That's what it means to, to make money while you sleep. It's possible. I never understood that concept either. How do you make money while you sleep? So taking it and we do a financial... I like to call it financial dream map where we just get your goals and things like that. And we do a beautiful report where we see where can we supplement, where we can plug into holes. Like we're not here to like, let's add more to your plate and stress you out. No, I want to cut taxes. I want to increase your cash flow and be there with you. Not like, you know, like we were talking about, like, here's my business card and buy. See you later. Yes. Let me sign you up. No, I want to be here in 20 years being like, okay, what's your money looking like? And for you to call me, be like, man, I got $200,000. Now I can open up this or whatnot. You know what I mean? Or I started my kids young. My kids can now pay for their own college, for their wedding. I started my son at year one. With insurance. Yep. With insurance. Yep. And he, by the time he's 65, he's going to be an automatic millionaire. So, and that's with a hundred dollars. So you don't have to be filthy rich to, to start applying these things. Yeah. Interesting. Because when my mom passed away, she didn't have an insurance policy and it, you know, of course I was sad. I lost my mom, but it would have been like nice to go. Okay. Now I have this gift for my mom that is passed and I can create a business or I could do something, you know? And so with that, it's creating that legacy, but it's just that we didn't know or they didn't know. Right. Or, or they Disney, knew later. Disney, oh, well, Disney started Disney with insurance. Really? <laughs> well, just like be your own bank, how we said, so you have the insurance and then you take your own money from your insurance, the bank. And then instead of taking it from your Wells Fargo account or taking it from like a loan, you take it from yourself, from your own insurance building, building with that hundred dollars that we're talking about, put it in, put it in. Yeah. And, and it's like, people, go ahead. Well, because you helped me get on two. I have two insurance mm-hmm. policies. I have one for the business, one for myself. Mm-hmm. And I put in, just so people know, 150 and one and 201. So you're like, oh, I can do that. Just like the question we have, right? Mm-hmm. And then from there, I'm gonna, I want to add, okay, now I'm going to up it to 300. Okay, how mm-hmm. can I get it to 500 a month mm-hmm. and just keep adding? Mm-hmm. And what were you going to say, Pinky? Um, uh, going back with like the great depression, if you look up the people that were successful in the 1930s, a lot of them were using, they used insurance policies. Somebody had passed, they used, um, I forgot who started, I don't know if it was even Henry Ford. Um, but just thinking about that, because guess what? We're in the middle of a pandemic. It's something is going to happen in another 10 years. Do we want to be in the same boat, unprotected, without your income protected, without growing anything? A lot of our clients during the pandemic, they pulled out from their own set, their their own little bank mm-hmm. just to survive for the six months because they didn't have their work or any of that. So this thing, these things are going to keep happening. So we have to start them now, even if it's small, start now yeah. because we're all, there's going to be that emergency for all of us again. 
And it's not the, because I've been on so many shows or watching, you know, classes and it's like, they feed you with fear. And it's like, well, now you're making me more fearful, but I just don't know where to start. So this is not what we want. We want to like kind of rally you. We want to rally you up. It's that like, come on, let's, let's, let's learn this. Let's do yeah. this. You know, rather than, so there's so much of a gap because I'm really aware pinky and I see it as th- same as fitness. I feel like there's like, um, out of shape people. And then you have the people that are in shape. Like they're just kind of like, and then you have the Olympic athletes. Look at that gap, Pinky. There's such a gap. Where's the people in between? Do you know what I'm saying? Okay. I see the same with money. You have super wealthy or you have, uh, I have a three bedroom house and I'm okay. Where's the middle? Do you get what I'm saying? And the middle is the insurance and thinking like this and buy, yeah, putting your money where you don't pay the taxes. I see it very similar. Where's the middle? Should, oh, I got another question, hon. Can you, do you have time yeah, for another yeah. one? Okay, another one from Tricky P. Should you ever pull from a 401k if you are needing a large sum of money? That's another thing. And also knowing how your 401k uh, works. If I always tell people, if your company's matching your 401k, then great match it. I just want to throw that in there just in case. Don't put more. Don't put, if they're matching you 5%, don't go throwing in 15%. You're gambling your money in the market plus fees and things. Like, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Um, I'm writing gonna, that down. We got to talk about 401ks next time. Go ahead. Yeah. And if you're going to pull, if you're going to pull that big chunk of money, I mean, yeah, you're going to, you're going to get tapped. And that's the thing. 401k has a lot of like, but, but, but if you're 59 and a half, but 10% tax, um, um, you know, uh, charges, um, plus fees, plus you're going to get this penalty from the IRS and then you're going to get a penalty for 401k and then you're going to, so, I mean, if you need, if it's going to be an investment, like let's say you're going to buy a house and then you can create more income with that. And like I said, that's something that I would love to sit down with you and really take a look because it's hard for me to kind of yeah. give advice. It's like a doctor where I'm like, I, I kind of have to like look at you. Yeah. Have to examine you first. <laughs> I gotta look. Um, let me take a little peek. Um, but yeah, you're going to get penalties and you're going to get taxed. Uh, and so that can be a little bit difficult, but if you don't work there anymore, that 401k is sitting there. So there's a lot of things that depends if your 401k is active, is it not active? Are you still working there? You're not working there. You can roll it over where you can keep it safe, grow it, just reach out to me and, and we'll, we'll go into deeper detail on that. So helpful. So helpful. I really want to talk about 401ks because I think that is more of the diction that people have. They get that and they're like insurance, but I have a 401k. Everybody I've talked to has says, but I have a 401k. It's the first thing they say. I don't need that. And I don't, and the thing is, is 401ks were just to supplement our income. They were not meant for us to end all in the retirement. Oh, pinky. Yes. They were not meant to be the end result, right? They were one of the stool legs. Yeah. And people think, oh, 401k, I'm fine. But you see people, if the market doesn't crash and you don't lose all your money, that's one thing. Another thing, you're 65, you have $300,000 in your 401k. You're ready to pull that out. 40%, you got to pay because now you're at the highest tax bracket because like, you'll be at a low. No, you have no tax write-off. You probably already paid off your house. The kids are probably off the college. 
now you're 65 years old pulling that money out. Now you really end up with 170 grand. So really your, your business partner in your 401k is the government. Like, I don't want you to be my part. Like they're getting a piece of it too. I want, no, it's okay. Let me be my own business partner and be my own little bank. And that's the, that's the different people don't, if you talk, ask your HR, what, how your 401k works, they don't really know the ins and outs of how that works. The fees, there's a lot of fees that are not shown on there and everything has fees. All accounts have certain fees. Okay. But you just got to just play it smart and see what the other people doing. What are the banks doing? What's Walmart doing? What's Wells Fargo doing? And what are the wealthy doing? And we're not saying that 401ks are bad. Right. They're just like a supplement. I can help you with the 401k too. Exactly. It's like you're making, yeah, we're making cookies and you know, you need a little bit of this. You need a little bit of that, but you're not going to make cookies with only sugar. We're going to need a little yes, bit of everything in the ingredients yes. to put it together. But I like what you said. A 401k is great, but it's got a big butt. It's got a butt. Yeah. But this, but that. So it's a little Nicki Minaj 401k. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, but yeah. This is so great. I mean, if somebody wants to meet with you because like, they're like, oh my gosh, I like this chick. She's like easy to talk to because that's why... Showing somebody all your money is like getting naked, right? <laughs> like, here I am. You're getting a, a spray tan all naked. Yes. Ooh, we got another question, right? But you're so easy to talk to. If you don't know a lot about investing, who is the best person to rely on? Accountants, internet searching, searching, LOL. But this is a great question. If you don't know a lot about investing, who's the best person to rely on? Because a lot of us do. We go to our accountants like, financial and and again like you said the cake you need a little bit of everything a financial advisor a money coach somebody that's been you know that is licensed that's in the industry um you know accountants they can only do so much but there's i mean i want to talk to accountants as well because it's a great partnership a collaboration because they also allow you'd be surprised a lot of them learn these things either, or they don't know about these concepts or they don't know about these types of accounts. You know, we, we work with over 200 companies. So it's like, so find a broker, find somebody that can, that works with more companies, not just with one company. Because if I work for Honda and you come in looking for a car, I'm going to say, of course, this Honda is great. But if you come in, and I have a big lot with Mercedes and BMW and Hondas. I'm going to ask you, what are you looking for? What do you need? What's your lifestyle? Are you going to go to the mountains or are you going to just drive to the desert? Like I'm going to find you the right car to fit you in and what you, you know, what you can do. So now I'm working for you and not for the company. The companies are the ones like, look, this is what we got for your client. Like, so I'm working for you. So finding somebody that works with several companies, not just with one, because it's not a one size fits all. And the person that you like, you know, the person that, not that you just like, and that doesn't know much, but somebody that's knows educated and that you resonate with. Like I said, like I resonate with you. We have a lot in common. And if not, you're like pinky, I like you, but do you have somebody like this that I can talk to in your company? Cool. That too. Right. Cause you want to feel like really you you want to know that person. You want to feel good. It's like having a personal trainer. You're yes. not going to hire anybody, right? If I want to be a 
Olympic athlete sprinter. I'm going to hire somebody that sprinted before. I'm not going to hire a swimmer. And, and I was uh, not too long ago. I got a bio scan. So I'm working with a holistic uh, practitioner and I got a bio scan done and she, it was a huge report, which I can read. I can understand. And she also wrote a whole bunch and she went through, we went, sat down for like two hours going through the report. And I realized even that I can read, even though that I can understand, I still needed her to break everything down for me because she's the expert. The same. And I always, I believe now even more so believe in just having a coach with everything, a life coach, a fitness coach, if you can, if you have that access, if not go to YouTube and you can find coaches on there or Instagram or whatnot, but also having a money coach to walk you yes. through everything. And that's why I want to make it simple because that's why we create a report. It's an 18 page report. And I walk you through every step of the way. And I, you know, and not everybody does that. Not everybody will sit down with everybody. That's what differentiates us from our company as well, is that if I go and I actually want to call Merrill Lynch, Merrill Lynch or JP Morgan or any of these companies, we have to have at least $250,000 of liquid cash just for them to even give you the time of day. If I call them right now, they would laugh me out of the... The, the building they'd be like no come back when like really if i can i invest this much they would laugh can at I invest $100 a month there's an internal email that they have that goes around that says you want to help your friends that's charity work do that on the side they have like limits yeah. and we don't do that you know we're not going to turn away the millionaire but we're going to help somebody that can start with $25 and it, it doesn't like matter my- if you're starting that gap pinky that I was talking about, there's such a gap. Where's the middle? So it's like, we, we're going to be in here, the middle, the next, you know, yeah. we're, we're middle-class super wealthy where we're, how can we get up here? Because if we yeah. can't even get in the door with Merrill Lynch, how are we going to get up there? Yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah. and that's why there's, we need more people that are more relatable that are willing to help relatable others you know for me my passion is my parents didn't learn any of this information my parents were not set up they're 67 years old and they weren't set up nobody ever talked to them about this stuff so that's when it really hit me hard when my dad was laid off at age 65, one year away from retirement with no pension plan, no 401k, no thank you, nothing. Nothing set for himself. And I'm like, why did, and till this day, nobody still has approached him. The only reason he knows this stuff now is because of me. Yeah. So reaching out, reach, bridging that gap, we really have to, it's, it's, it's time. Like I know there's so many other things going on, like with the pandemic and people getting sick, but this is why it's not just about money. It's really just protecting our life ourselves. It, it just all, all it's gets time. Sick. It's time. And even if you did get sick, let's say you did anything, you have the money to help you because I was also another book before we wrap this up. When you get sick, it becomes expensive. And this one woman was a millionaire and she lost all her money because she got sick. And she's like, I started at zero. And that was me a couple of years ago when I got sick. Epstein Bar. Oh my God. It was very pricey. My money just went down, 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 down. You're just shoveling out money because you're just trying to survive. 
How much is that? $500? Okay, $1,000? You're just buying. You would put anything. I lost, not lost. I invested because now with my body, it's much, much stronger. And you, you know what I'm saying? Because if something happens, man, an illness can be pricey. And that's not even like a cancer or something of that nature. That was just Epstein-Barr virus, you know? And I'm like, wow. Yeah, totally get it. It's time, Pinky. It's time. Yeah, let's change the trajectory. Please share this with somebody that this can help. If you're like, oh my God, I want my homegirl to meet with, with Pinky. Well, she's in the Los Angeles area, but you can also go virtual. So if you're not in LA, yeah. it's all good. Virtual is even yeah. probably even better, right? So Pinky, yeah. where can everybody find you on Instagram? Because I know that's where you live. And then they so, can meet you up there. Pinky Sophia, S-O-F-I-A. And also my website, uh, pinkysofia.com. Mm-hmm. You can send me a message on there, book on there. On my Instagram, you can book on my Calendly. I have a Calendly. You can book on there. Let's just have like a discovery call, 30 minutes, and see where you stand. Like I said, I'm a, you know, I'm pretty chill. I'm not going to tell you what to do with your money. I just really just want to educate and teach people, you know, especially if you have kids. For me, that's where my tug, you know, heart tugs even more because I don't want to be older and have my son worried about me. If where, how is he going to pay for the retirement home? How's he going to pay for long-term care? I don't want him worrying about that stuff either. So it's just really also that creating that generational wealth, you know, it's, it's going to take time, but at least be protected. So you guys can find me on pinky Sophia.com. Um, I'm also, if you're in LA or if you're in California, I'm having a money vision workshop, September 11th, uh, in Simi Valley. It's going to be super fun because we create these vision workshop vision boards, but we don't, talk about money. So I think that's important. So we want to implement that. We're going to implement a little bit of education in there as well. And that way you can walk away with literally tools that you can just apply right away. And there's so many different strategies, so many different things that we can talk about. We can talk about this stuff for hours, even a couple of like different little apps that you can add where you can start making your money work, or you can put money to the side and even apps that have nothing to do with my company, but that I use. So those are a lot of things that we can talk about too, just different tips and just to get you going, just start different buckets. The more buckets you have, the more money you have. The more buckets. Pinky, I really appreciate you taking your time, sharing your knowledge with us. I know we we're going to take this. We were going to keep it short. Look at us. Hey girl, you know, we can't keep it short. You know, we got to go longer. <laughs> I'm like, we're still good. We're where's, still good. Where's your son? Is he okay? Is he fed? Is he all right? <laughs> Mama's on a podcast. She's, got, she's talking about money. Right? <laughs> oh, I appreciate you. I love oh, and adore you. And I, you're definitely going to come back. I'm bringing my guests revolving door so that, because yeah, one chat is not enough. We got to go deeper. Please DM her or me questions that you have for next time. I really want to make money a cool and fun. Like when I say cool, like just so cool as in even it's not a hot buzz topic. It's not a a trigger. We could just talk about it. Like it's talking about the weather. Yeah. It's not a trigger. Just, just shifting that perspective. Yes. And what are the possibilities that we can create pinky? by this conversation, by future conversations and by people sharing this, I wonder what the possibilities are. Thank oh you. Honey. Appreciate Thank you. you so much, Joanne. I appreciate you mm-hmm. and reach out to me. 
go on my Instagram. I got videos on there as well that you can, you know, take a look at. And yeah, let's keep talking about this. It's so important. It's really, really, it's, yeah. Yeah. Let's keep talking about it. Thanks everybody. And remember, if you want different in your life, you got to choose different. Let's make different choices. Change it up. Choice creates awareness. Let's get back up. We got this. Love you all. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode and know of another girl who can benefit from this message, please share it with your girlfriends and tag me on Instagram at Joanna Vargas Official. I love your DMs. Also, I would be honored if you'd take 30 seconds and give the Get Up Girl a five-star review. I appreciate and love you all. And remember, girl, to get up and live fully.